0: Welcome to the revolutionary health podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Center. I am a licensed clinician in search of how to live a meaningful and healthy life. I challenge both traditional and functional medicine ideologies in search of truth and wisdom. I allow room for curiosity and always keep an open mind. I enjoy deep conversations with my guests, giving them a safe space to share their research and personal observation, as I feel both equally contribute to the body of knowledge and human experience. Note that the opinions of my guests do not always reflect my own, whether I share that openly or not. And of course, the podcast is for educational purposes only. We do not offer medical advice. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for some intimate and unique discussions about finding wellness in the 21st century. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season three of Revolutionary Health. I am your host, Stephanie Center. Goodness, it feels so wonderful to be back. I love podcasting, and I love this community that we have. I really appreciate your patience with me. I learned the hard way that it's tough to be pregnant, work full-time for university, run a clinic, and try to manage a podcast all at the same time. But that period of my life is now over. My sweet little one is here. Charlotte Marie was born on October 7th, 2022 at 5.57 a.m. She was six pounds and four ounces and 18 and a half inches long. She is my little love bug. She's a happy and healthy baby girl. And we can't believe we get to be her parents. (laughs) I've got a great lineup for you this season, and I'm so excited to share this information with you. Just a couple of housekeeping items before we dive in. First thing, I will be sending out some holiday-themed smart swaps. So if you've been with me since the beginning, you know that for a long time I used to send out my my Stephanie's Weekly Smart Swaps, where I would talk about common You know, toxins that are found in common everyday items and offer, you know, an alternative, you know, like swap out your glad plastic storage containers for, you know, Pyrex, the glass stuff like that. And then I would talk about, you know, kind of the science behind why you would want to do that. But then my business got really busy and I didn't have time to write those anymore. Um, But I am bringing them back for the holidays because I really love them. It sounds like my community. You all really love them. They're my most open emails. And I just love serving you with these fun and helpful facts. So I will be sending out some, um, if you missed the Halloween ones, I sent out a recipe for a nutrient dense pumpkin spice latte. And we kind of talked about how to swap that, swap out a Starbucks pumpkin spice latte for something a little healthier. I have a holiday, a Halloween candy swap where I send out a Twix recipe. If you want any of these, just shoot me an email and I'd be happy to forward them to you. And then I have my, uh, infamous low talks, Christmas tree email going out, um, mid November, where I talk, I do a, a deep, deep dive into low talks, Christmas trees, both real and fake options. Um, A lot of my community has a history of mold illness. So um, if that's you, you would want to opt for a fake tree because there's a lot of mold on real trees. So yeah, just kind of you can expect those things through the end of December. Just some fun recipes, my holiday gift guide for low-tox gifts. Uh, And I try to find local small businesses when I can to support there. So lots of good things. If you want to hop on my email list, you can join by clicking the link in the show notes and and kind of go from there. Uh, At the time of recording, I do have open spots for my one-on-one program. I can't guarantee they'll still be open by the time you listen to this, but you can always click the link in the show notes and see. Uh, I just, I fill those up so quickly now. And I am still offering individual sessions. I just discontinued the chat feature for those who are only wanting to purchase one session, uh, just to kind of clean things up and make things a little bit easier. Things that I'm sharing on Instagram, I continue to share grocery store busts. So I'll go to Costco, Target, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, uh, you know, any kind of big chain uh, grocery store, and I'll take photos of things that might look healthy that aren't or things that might not look healthy that are. And we just talk about the ingredients and and why something is or isn't healthy. And that gets a lot of great participation. So I'm glad you like those. I do have a hundred of those saved in my highlights on my profile page. So if you're interested in kind of looking at the history, you can, you can do that and I'll continue to post more, under a new, a new highlight. Cause they cap you at a hundred stories. I'm also doing this for baby items. So I'm doing some baby busts, looking at baby shampoos, lotions, all the things. I have some reels on a low tox nursery. So just kind of my experience and the things that were um, n- non-negotiable for me. And then the things that I was like, okay, I need to opt for sanity So here's the certification that I went with. And then as always, I continue to post information on glyphosate, vitamin D metabolism, and functional lab testing. Okay. Let me introduce my first guest of season three. Her name is Dr. Carrie Birch. Carrie and I go way back. We went to OT school together. She is a literal genius. I love listening to her thoughts and her, her perspective on things. She does a really, she's just so kind of holistic in her thinking and approach. And I don't even know how to words are hard. I don't even know how to describe this, but she's just really good at kind of fine tuning your thoughts and really getting you to pay attention to things that you are thinking. And then asking really good probing questions on maybe why you're thinking those things. I think she's especially talented at how to identify and release harmful thoughts, uh, which is what we will be diving into today. I've certainly had my own aha moments, thanks to Carrie's guidance. And I'm so thankful she agreed to come on the show. If you're interested in learning more about Carrie and her work, I'll have links in the show notes on how to get in touch with her. Some of today's highlights, what we'll cover today is how to recognize your own thought patterns how to overcome thoughts that negatively impact your self-view or your behaviors. How to ha- opt out of the should-dos. We all have those, right? Think about the list you have in your head of, oh, I should do this, I should do that. Um, how to opt out of the should-dos that don't align with your values. Techniques for checking in with yourself, you know, so those moments where you're like, okay, I need to pause and take a pulse here. Uh, she has some really great strategies that you can take home with you today and use. And then we have a special spotlight on parenting tracks and giving yourself support. So please help me in giving a warm welcome to our first guest of season three, Dr. Carrie Birch. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Revolutionary Health. I am your host, Stephanie Center. Can you believe it? We are in season three. Oh my word. I never would have imagined going this long on the podcast. I mean, I had an idea. I definitely had things that I needed to get off my chest and out into the world. And here we are three seasons later. So I really wanted to, I was really thoughtful about my, um, not that I'm not usually thoughtful, but I was really thoughtful about who I wanted to come on this show for this season and what we want to talk about things that I think will help everyone kind of grow and expand their mindset. And so I thought it would be perfect to start this season off with a friend of mine. Um, we went to occupational therapy school together and she's off doing some cool things. Her name is Dr. Carrie Birch. She is just to give you a little bit of information about her. She is a courageous and curious professional. And I really love that she has this, you all know that I'm obsessed with curiosity and our, in our right to be curious and ask questions. That's kind of why I'm here. So I love that she's got this in her title. She's a life coach with a background in occupational therapy who helps high achievers break free from perfectionism and self-sabotage by questioning societal programming and reconnecting to their purpose see, I told you words are hard to their purpose in life. (laughs) If you don't know this about me, I'm pregnant and I cannot speak English right now. Uh, She is working specifically on her transformational parenting coach certification at this time, but she also coaches all types of clients with a variety of priorities. Carrie loves helping her amazing clients change their lives, crush their goals and build tons of confidence and self-compassion along the way. So please help me in giving a warm welcome to
1: Carrie. Thank you so much, Steph. That is so, I am so flattered and so excited to be here. And congrats on season three. You, You are like rocking it and helping so many people. Well,
0: I really wanted to have you on the show because you and I had talked briefly. You kind of gave me a taste of what your coaching is like. And I fit this description perfectly. What is it? Break free from perfectionism, self-sabotage, <laughs> all the things. Yeah. I feel like you could have written this specifically to me. That's really funny. And when we were talking, you helped me to identify some of my own barriers or and my own like ways of thinking that uh, I had never considered before. And it was really... I think illuminating and helpful for me. And I know a lot of our listeners are go-getters. And um, so I would love for you to kind of talk about this idea. I think you call it opting out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah. Tell, tell us more, tell us what that is and what that means.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So I kind of coined this term opting out, but there's lots of, there's lots of ways to describe this, but essentially all of us are Raised from the time we're really young to like take a lot of things for granted at face value for how we were raised, Mm -hmm. different thoughts and ideas and societal norms and ways that we feel like we should be. And we like grow up internalizing these things. And a lot of times until you're an adult, you don't realize, oh, I was taught to be like this, but lots of people don't do that. Or you grow up and say, oh, it seems like everybody was raised in our generation to think this certain way, but maybe that's not objectively the only way to think about things. And so it's sort of questioning and just gaining awareness of how your brain was sort of programmed to perceive the world. And once you understand, okay, this is how I'm seeing the world, this is how I'm thinking, then you have power and choice to say, do I like this? way of perceiving the world. I'm um, just is this working for me? Is this serving me? Or would I like to try to think differently about things? And so opting out is like, okay, I I understand this type of thinking or this idea, and that's really not working in my favor. So I'm gonna opt out of that and kind of go my own way. So like, for example, I feel like you're a really big opter-outer because our society is all about traditional medicine and like not questioning and taking um, doctor's advice for granted and all these things. But you are so curious and like, why exactly is this? Why exactly are these medical norms? Like, why exactly does this medical structure for treating X, Y, Z exist? And like, is that the best way to address Mm -hmm. the problem? So it's kind of like that is totally a version of what I would say is opting out.
0: So you and, take it
1: a step further.
0: Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. You take it a step further, and you because I think my biggest barrier is I'm a rule follower, and I'm I'm the person that doesn't go against the grain, and so it's really hard for me to be myself mm. because especially like right like in the the climate we live in, um it's like socially inappropriate to ask questions, the kinds of questions that I ask, and I feel yeah. like. I'm stuck between this place of, should I just not be allowed to have these questions? Or if I do have these questions, what kind of reception will I get? And and just being that when you have that Hermione Granger, I'm going to follow the rules and do all the things kind of personality, uh, opting out is hard. And I feel like you did a really beautiful job of helping me
1: through that if that makes sense. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you also for referencing Hermione Granger because that's just cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That is the really, I think that's one of the, there's so many different layers, like you said, or like layers of opting out. One is like just idea wise examining. And then the next is like, how will it be perceived to others if I am like different or if Mm -hmm. I'm doing something that other people don't do. And that is scary as heck like it's scary to feel like other people won't approve of you. And like biologically, it's scary because we are really programmed and like wired to connect with people, so it really literally like sometimes puts our brains in fight or flight when mm. we're worried about what the, what other people will think of us or whether what we're doing is like right or okay, in quotes, is it allowed? And I feel that very strongly because I spent probably the first like 20 years of my life terrified of what other people thought of me terrified to where Mm. i like didn't share what i thought about things i just kind of went with what other people wanted what, what what other people said until at some point i just realized this is kind of killing me and like i don't even know who i am because i've just been trying to be who i thought i was supposed to be for so long And I just started, you know, our favorite word, getting curious about, like, what do I actually think Mm -hmm. about things? Like, what do I actually want? And I think this is something that all of us, I'm sure that I have many more layers that I have not even yet thought to explore. But I think all of us have many things that we just don't question. And it's not through any fault of ours. Our brain can only focus on so many things at a time. So if you're focused on living your day-to-day life and working a job and taking care of a family or having a partnership or just whatever your life looks like, it takes a lot of cognitive energy to think about these things. So it it's mm. it makes sense that you wouldn't think about them necessarily until something sparks your curiosity or hurts that you're like, why, what, you know, what is this exactly that I'm doing here to myself? And do I want to keep doing it or not?
0: Mm. It's a really good point. I, I feel like, you know, just, just in my own reflection, I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and says, Oh, I want to have the opposing opinion or I want to (laughs) be, yeah,
1: I'd like to (laughs) stir stir the pot today.
0: Yeah. I want to stir the pot today. And honestly, you know, i worked as an OT in traditional medicine for a really, really long time. And it wasn't until I got so sick and I wasn't get I felt like I wasn't getting better Over a prolonged period of time that I was really like, okay, well, I, if I want my quality of life to be good again, I I need to figure something else out because what I'm doing isn't working. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I, and I could, I would also say that like anybody, nobody's in functional medicine because traditional medicine worked for them. Like Mm -hmm. you, you kind of end up there because of your own hurt and your own, you know, your own personal experience, traditional Mm -hmm. medicine's great for the people that it works for but if you're not one of them then yeah you do feel kind of isolated and i just think the timing is interesting too so but i really you you had me walk through some different like exercises i don't know if that's the right word different exercises to recognize thought patterns mm. and then recognize if those thought patterns were helping or hurting progression of like life's work or progression of like feeling of, I don't know if the, this is the right type kind of kind of terminology, but feeling, I, I have a specific, really good feeling when I feel like I'm in alignment with the things I'm supposed to be doing or the person mm. I'm supposed to be. There's a specific feeling that comes with that, and when you stray from that feeling, when you str- when your actions or your thoughts stray from that, you kind of lose sight of who you are and who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you, if you can speak to that a, a little bit on, in terms of maybe how you help people recognize those. Cause you blew my mind. Yeah. I had no idea that I was thinking the things that I was thinking.
1: Um, that was really enlightening. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think, so this is like a framework that is like well established in, actual literature about like how thoughts work is there's there are neutral objective circumstances or things that happen Mm -hmm. and how thought works is you perceive a circumstance in a certain way and that forms words and emotions in your brain and then we take action from those thoughts and emotions that further intensify them until it's all like happening automatically. And so this even all happens like in a fraction of a second, Mm -hmm. like you don't even realize you're doing it. One example is like if you're on a walk in the woods and like there's a stick laying in the path and you perceive it as a stick and you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to lift my foot up a little higher to not trip over that. You just continue on your way but if there's a stick in the path and your brain has had some sort of like terrible experience with snakes or something and you think it's a snake and like fear shoots through your body and you like jump backwards like it was just a stick okay but you didn't perceive it that way and so basically like all of how we're raised or like experiences we have shape how we perceive like neutral things Mm -hmm. um so Let's do like a personal example for me is when I got into life coaching in 2020, I realized like, okay, I paid for life coaching and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. This changed my life more than like five years of therapy in one month. Like this was absolutely incredible because it helped me figure out how I was thinking about things. And I realized during the coaching, I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. Like, I want to do what you are doing for me. But the reaction I had to that, like when I say this now, I feel very empowered and excited. But at the time, I was freaking terrified Mm. because to me, like life coaching, that sounds so woo-woo. And like, what even is life coaching? And like, also, I got my doctorate in occupational therapy. So I had all of this like societal and familiar programming of like, you choose your career and it should be something... Uh, like respected and you should like stick to it and you should be academic and just all these things that like I internalized growing up and like from my professional path that like the idea of doing that made me feel fear and like terrified just like really bad and I realized if I want to do this I need to like tell people that I'm a life coach because otherwise how will anyone know they can work with me but that was horrible. And so I had to work very, very hard on figuring out what what exactly is shaping my fear or like my thoughts about putting myself out there with this and really work through the steps of like, okay, it's totally neutral that I want to do life coaching. Like that doesn't mean, that means nothing about me. What am I making it mean about me? Like what story am I telling myself about what this means or what other people might be thinking and how is that making me feel? And why is and so that i realized that by working through those things i stopped myself from like filtering and being afraid of who i would tell about this and what would they think until the more that i practice like identifying like okay i'm having this like visceral reaction because i'm scared why am i scared okay i'm worried that so and so is gonna find out and think I'm crazy or like weird or all these things and the more that you identify it and like put words to it the more neutral it begins to feel like all our fears that we pretend aren't there or like hide away just get bigger (laughs) so when you bring it out to the surface and you like address it and all these things then you it all just becomes clear like instead of like muddy, murky, scary water, you just like filter out the stuff. And then you're like, okay, yeah, this is just like a beautiful pond actually. And I can do this. And so it's just doing that, but for like whatever it is that's bothering you. And so when I think about like originally opting out, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like my take on that is there are lots and lots of themes that people have very much in common in like Western society or like in the U S where we are like societal frameworks that we follow that we think we're supposed to be. And so there are lots of common themes that everyone deals with, especially like perfectionism, worrying about what other people think, feeling like women are supposed to be in act certain ways and like be nice and take care of other people's needs and not inconvenience people. Like just all these things that are super common that, the more that I hear people talk and work with people, the more I'm like, okay, distinct theme. Okay. Distinct theme. Everyone deals with this. And the more that you see it, the more it becomes clear and it's like filtering away the thing. So I love helping people figure out what it is so they can name it and frame it and tame it. <laughs> just Let's just frame it all. But it really does. It's empowering because how often have you, well, anyone listening like felt something and like been afraid to talk about it or say anything about it because then it's real and then it just stays there forever until it blows up versus if you just are willing to like take a real look at this and see what it is and then decide what you want to do. So I guess a lot of it too is that I love helping people make the decision about keep this framework in my life or diverge and if so then how do i then what does that look like
0: yeah so yeah. if i were to kind of zoom out on the bigger picture like for those listening who are like yeah life coaching sounds great but it's it's a little nebulous of a term for me how would you just define what life coaching is and how that can really impact people's quality of life
1: yeah. Mm, I feel like there's so many ways to explain it and like life coaches talk all the time about like how do we define this? But there's so many different kinds, there's so many different specialties. Mm-hmm. But I would say that what what it looks like to work with someone who's committed to understanding like what you think and how you feel and what you really want and like I'm don't tell people what to do. I'm helping them figure out what they want to do. So I guess how I would describe it is your personal guide to your mind of identifying like where is your, you are here sticker on the map of your mind in the scope of your life. And then where is it that you want to be? And like, how do we define, okay, here's where you are. And then here's how you get there. And we, and I travel alongside you and support you in figuring that out. And what it looks like is, okay, let's talk about this concept. In your life, like what you're looking for what's, what are some themes that could be here and what are the ways you're thinking about it and how is it making you feel and how is that determining what you're doing and what could we tweak like what habits can we tweak what mindsets can we tweak. And what other supports do you need.
0: Mm. yeah I love that I, i'm trying to reflect on our time that we had together, I think you helped me identify mindset problems around money around. Mm. And I've actually, I've worked with somebody in the past, just briefly on this, on this concept of looking at money as an energy exchange and not as like a scarce. I feel like I grew mm. up and this is a no, no fault to my parents or anything, but like grew up with this mindset of money is scarce. Even, even though I had everything I wanted as a child, I, mm. we, I was never, um, in that situation where, you know, we didn't have food on the table or anything like that, but that really hinders, if you own your own business and you have this scarcity mindset, that's going to hurt you. And then it's going to hurt the people you serve because you're not going to be able to show up for them the way you need to. Um, so just really uh-huh. interesting. That was, I remember that coming up, um, uh-huh. It's like, and that's not something that I would have thought to go to a life coach for, which is why I'm bringing it up because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really is, it kind of, I mean, we say this in OT, right? Like we meet you where you are. Yeah. Right? So, so you basically, mm-hmm. you like to pick careers that that are really hard to define because nobody knows what an occupational therapist Right? Is. <laughs> yeah. I like it. the
1: nebulous and the murky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Mm-hmm. I love that example because that's another just insidious and totally, like, undetected (laughs) sometimes way that we all think in our society about money is, like, more is better. And the way we think about, like, the dollar amount is absolutely subjective, but, like, none of us realize that. Like, it's just so sneaky. Yeah. Um. And, of course, if you're working Mm -hmm. on your own business, and, like, since I also have experienced this in my own business it's like if you're really scared about like making enough money your your spotlight in your brain is on that and like not on other things
0: right
1: and like everything becomes a matter of am I going to make this money amount and it just for better or for worse our brain can only focus on so many things at a time so if you're focused on money and like that you don't you feel like you have enough money then that's what you're going to be focused on but if You purposefully shine the spotlight on other things and practice thinking new thoughts and trusting that money is coming, then Mm -hmm. it totally makes it feel different. Yeah. And it's just like literally nothing can objectively change, but if you just practice little switches in your mindset, like everything can change. It's crazy. And it's something that I like, just that example, but for other things, like. I've gone through stretches where, for whatever reason, I get, like, upset with something in my life, and I feel like if I could just change this one thing, everything would be perfect. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not right. That's not true. But, like, that's an easy one for money. If I just had more money, everything would be easy. But, like, objectively, that's not true because no matter how much money you have, it's just the next problem, and then it's just the next problem. Working on my mindset, nothing can change, and, like, I can feel totally different about my life. And I love that. Like, it's amazing because I just wonder how many people go through life, like, hunting for the golden ticket, and, like, (laughs) it was there the whole time.
0: Yeah.
1: You just didn't see it because you're looking through these lenses that you don't know are on, like, lenses about money scarcity or lenses about how you should look or how you should sound or, like, how you should parent or how you should be in some way. And like, you don't realize like you're already good enough or you already have everything you have now. And when you accept where you are, you are able to then like spontaneously change and achieve everything you want. And it's just, it's just insane. Like it's amazing. And so I think, I think that's the matter of being willing to look where you don't want to look as sometimes the best place.
0: I love, I love that, uh, that imagery of looking in the places where you don't want to look because that's usually like for me, if I read an Enneagram result or what, or if I get feedback from somebody, if it's something that makes me mad, then I know it's probably true about myself. (laughs) Yeah, the Enneagram number that I read that I did not want to be that I was the result made me mad I'm like okay well there's probably truth to that then if I'm getting defensive about this Um, yeah or, or even like in other things like practicing like meditation or something it's the days that I don't want to do it that I probably need it the most
1: yeah so
0: I love that concept of having a safe place to explore those areas that you want to run away from.
1: Yes. Love that. Absolutely. I like that. Uh, like brave Mm -hmm. space to take a little look, take a little look, see what's going on and it's worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I also feel like you have a, a real true gift for making people feel at home and welcome. Like, I have no fears about sharing any unpopular thoughts or opinions I might have with you because I know that you're not like going, whoa, she's crazy!" Like who asks that? She's crazy. You really do a good job of creating that safe space to have conversations to ask. And I'm, I'm just speaking broadly, like I don't share my, you know, my insecurities with just anybody, right? Mm-hmm. That's not... You have to have that therapeutic and welcoming environment to get people to be vulnerable enough with you to share the things Mm. that they maybe don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the things about myself that I don't like or the things Mm -hmm. about myself that I feel like I'm being judged on. Like that is not something that I ever want to talk about. Mm. Um, But there are also areas where when you explore them, you can experience freedom from them. I think that's what you do is you offer people that, that relief or that freedom from those maybe toxic or harmful thoughts that lead to toxic or harmful behaviors.
1: Mm. Thank you so much for that. I love that. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of like the coaching container. It's like, it totally is a come as you are situation. There's no, and I have that clients tell me all the time, like I am just almost, I'm kind of mortified to even say this and they'll say something. And like, honestly, that also, I, you know, I am like looking from the lens, like everything's neutral and like how I think about it is also subjective. So like, even if somebody brings me something that like on one level I may like disagree with, that, that doesn't like matter at all. Like, I'm not looking at you in my, from my lens. Like, I'm looking at you from, like, your lens, like, your perspective. What's going to – what's true to you? What makes you happy? What's – all these things. So, like, truly, like, I actually really like even – not that I disagree with you, but I love talking to people that I disagree with because it's, like, I just learned so much Thank in you. general. And, yeah, in coaching, everybody is welcome as they are. And, like, I have probably heard it all – <laughs> <laughs> I've probably heard it all. So yeah. but I haven't. Like everyone has set like their own unique universe I've never been to. But like there's no judgment. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's replacing judgment with curiosity.
0: Yeah. I love that. We had a was it a pastor once who or, or oh gosh, I can't remember. A guest speaker to something once who said, get curious, not furious, like when somebody Ooh. disagrees with you. Like yeah. ask open-ended questions and just, if we all had that mindset, like what a different world we'd live in if yeah um, we could get curious
1: instead of like,
0: I'm just going to see red and point my finger and, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, totally. But anyways, maybe totally. think that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like part of this is so important to me because I feel like mental wellness and like comfort with yourself is such a big part of health. Yeah, And just, like, if you had a physical problem and you refused to look at it, like, just because you're refusing to look at it, it's still impacting you. But, like, it's the same with these intangible, like, cognitive or emotional things, too. Mm. Your wellness is so much more than just, like, your physical body and, like, what nutrition or chemicals you're exposed to. Like, it's what you think about yourself and how you're thinking about yourself. Like, I think that's huge. Like, that is... No matter how healthy your physical body is, it's still possible to hate it. Like no matter how healthy you are, it's still possible to feel like crap about yourself. And I think like life is just way too short to like not recognize how unique and amazing each person is. And I think that's the whole point. When you work on your mind, you can enjoy the things that you have. Mm. And that's like accepting yourself and being willing to like look in all those places is, and being to look at, willing to look at like why things are important to you, like why is your health important to you? That's like the stuff that matters. And so I think like this is, if you're working on a health goal, but not looking at your mind, that is like a very worthy thing to also look at.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I think that is, that is probably one of the, I would say one of the downfalls of the medical system we have is you have, you know, five minutes, six minutes with your doctor, and they don't have time to ask you about what's your stress level like, or what are you dealing with? What's going on in your world? Because you didn't get to this health condition on your own. You didn't get there. You maybe sometimes, yeah, if you yeah. If you eat uh, salmonella poisoned food, then yeah, you're that that would be an example of that. But it's not a one size fits all. And I know that's a really important piece to, to my own practice is what's going on in your world. What's, tell, yeah. tell me more about your your life story because if you give people space to talk, they can tell you what's wrong with them. They can tell mm-hmm. you how they got to where they are. You just yeah. need to have that opportunity to, um, be heard and, and validated. And I wanted to ask you, so I, I have a lot of listeners who are young moms Ooh. and I know you also kind of, you have a special heart for that community and you kind of, you do have some coaching around parenting and that sort of thing. Is that, do you mind sharing about that a little bit and kind of oh, yeah. maybe what you see and who you help?
1: Yeah, thank you. I love that. Yes, I am a new mom myself and my daughter's Mm -hmm. name is Leah and she just turned 10 months and she is amazing. She is like incredible. And like, to be honest, I was prepared for parenthood to be hard, but I wasn't prepared for how hard it was going to be. And I think there's like a pretty big culture in our society that like... (laughs) women are so strong and like everything that we do is so downplayed but like being pregnant and like having a baby and being a new parent is so hard and it's just sort of like taken for granted but like for example like everyone's journey is very different but i had a really tough pregnancy i had a tough delivery i had really bad postpartum anxiety and depression which is like pretty common and i had great support i set up a support system around myself the best i could and like it was still really really hard and i think unfortunately like because it's just not acknowledged how hard it is a lot of people feel like they're doing something wrong so Mm -hmm. like women are spending all their time googling what should i do about this what should i do about that does doing this make me a bad parent does doing that make me a bad parent okay i can't like hold it all together what's the right decision for my baby for this what's the right decision for that and it's like isolating and makes you feel guilt and like terrible. And so like, I really, really care about supporting parents because when you are also responsible for someone else in your life and not just yourself, it like changes everything even more. Yeah. And how you think about yourself, it's very tender it's very tender, like when you're pregnant and postpartum with a new baby. And so, for example, I'm getting certified in parenting coaching, but like, it's not telling people how to parent. It is like identifying like your values as a parent and like developing your self-concept as a parent and figuring out like, what are the values that I wanna pass on to my kids? What are the things that I want them to feel for themselves? And like, in doing that work, you realize that you want those things for yourself too. And like, how do you also give those things to yourself too first? Like how how can you walk the talk of what you want in parenting and turn it from like, what should I be doing to like, what's best for me and my kid and like my partner and all these things. And it's so empowering. It's like amazing. I may have gone down a little tunnel. There's so many different things I can talk about with this. I, you know, I think it's so
0: interesting that you talk about it in this way, because a lot of the women that I end up serving are the ones who they're the moms that have kids that are, you know, a little bit older, like maybe past the toddler age or so. And and on, and what happened in the time between when they had a baby and where they are now is they put their needs on the back burner. They were the caregiver and they had all these great values for their child, but then they didn't take care of themselves. Uh-huh. Um, and we we have the constant conversation of, well, now it's your turn, mama. Now it's your turn to do this for you. Yeah. And, and you will be serving your family by taking care of yourself because you're going to oh, feel yeah. better when you feel better, when you feel healthy, when you can digest food and go to the bathroom every day, when you can <sighs> get yeah. adequate sleep and get your energy back like mm-hmm. you, others around you benefit from that. Because I think that going back to what you said at the very beginning, we have these ideas ingrained in our head that women have these traditional caregiver roles that they have to give, 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 give. They have to do mm-hmm. the cooking and the cleaning and they're working 40 hours a week and they're taking care of the kids and their house has to look Instagram ready all the time, you know, just all of the things. And yeah. they're just burned out mm-hmm. and so you're we, worried
1: about like what your family thinks of you or like if right? your mom's in your life what's your mom think and like oh it just is endless sorry yes yeah Agree. So
0: I, Agree. I love that you are it's almost like you're trying to nip that in the bud right like
1: preemptively yeah preemptively,
0: yeah Yeah. Like this is like I can tell you what hesitation without hesitation this is what this is what you can expect your life to look like in five years, if you don't do something. And I know a lot of I have so many friends who are moms who feel guilty when they do things for themselves.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, I have so much to say about this. (laughs) I think I think like the the summary is kids need parents who are so confident in themselves and well taken care of that they can like be completely present with how they are with their kids. Mm. They need like well-supported, well-resourced parents who aren't accidentally projecting their BS onto their kids. That's what kids need. (laughs) That's what I think. That's my opinion. And so (laughs) in that way, like self-care, that's such a loaded term. But like making sure your basic needs are met is the very first foundational step. And if you're not doing that, don't feel bad. That's just actually how society teaches us to be. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But there are also other ways to be and parents that will probably bring you a lot more like fulfillment and happiness in your life. Yeah. And like, I want to help bring that to people. And I, and I will say like, I'm very aware of this. Like I know this and my postpartum journey was still hard. Mm -hmm. So I just think all the time about people who don't know that and just are trying to like make it day to day and how miserable they are. And I, it just breaks my soul Mm. open. Like I really care about women knowing that their personhood is extremely valuable and like they are valuable and it's really not even about what I think or what other people think. It's about like what is going to make you Mm. feel happy with yourself and your choices And often you, we need someone, especially in those like tender moments when the hormones are like literally crazy and all over the place to like help you identify the lenses you're wearing and just like support you through it. Yeah. And just know that you're not alone. It's so important. It's so important. And I think the, I learned this really great kind of hack from another coach that I follow on social media, and I just interviewed her for my podcast, but she she posted about how like, when you're a woman in our society and like being selfish is like such like a negative, like that is like has such a negative connotation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Being selfish is like maybe the worst thing that you can be as a parent, for example, or like as a woman, because that goes against like all things we're supposed to be of taking care of other people first but she said, the hack is just be selfish. When you're selfish, it probably means you think you're inconveniencing other people. And that probably means that that is actually the thing you need to be doing to take real care of yourself. And I've like practiced that over and over to the point that like, it feels so uncomfortable at first, but the more you embrace it, the better you feel and like strongly an advocate for like, you could deprogram like all these different layers of like what you're okay with or not okay with or all these things. But if you just like hack to like what's the very most selfish thing you could do that you really like kind of would like to do if it didn't inconvenience anyone, like that's the thing <laughs> that you should probably do. Interesting. Yeah, it's so good. I, her name's Bryn Bammer and she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, love it.
0: Yeah. Well, so before we wrap up, tell us, I'm I'm so sorry, I forgot to bring this up sooner. Tell us about your podcast and kind of what you, so if people are listening, oh, they're yeah. like, oh, I want to hear more of Carrie. Where do they, how can they find you?
1: Oh yeah. My podcast is on, wow, where do, I, okay. So here's the thing about me. It's like, I actively opt out of perfectionism. <laughs> and so like my podcast is not edited, like poor sound quality, but like I love to interview people who have opted out of things or like, I'll just talk about like things I've opted out of. I think I have like nine episodes or something from the last year, but it's on Spotify for sure called the magic of opting out. Um, And so if you want to listen to some more interviews Mm -hmm. and examples of people who've opted out, like the, the thing that I want to offer is like, it's really not about, I'm not like labeling things as like worthy to opt out of or not. It's more about like the process, like,
0: yeah,
1: the thing is neutral and like what I want to opt out of might be different than what you want to opt out of. It's about the process of figuring out what that is for you. So anyway, yeah. So that. I can send you over the link for that too.
0: Awesome. Yes. Well, yeah. I have since meeting you, I have opted out of this mindset that I need to release an, release an episode every other week. Yay! <laughs> so what I do, and I think I'm I'm better for it because I'm not. I, I mean this and no harm to previous guests that I've had on the show. I, I love everybody I've had, but I, when you have this, and I was taught this by a business, different business coaching programs. I've done a couple of them, um, and it was like, okay, if you're doing the podcast, you need to have an episode twice a week, and it needs to be da 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 da. If you want to get get your name out there, get shown, so people don't forget about you. And yeah. I kind of had that never sat well with me. And I was always like, well, I want to be unforgettable regardless of when-, <laughs> when my episodes come out. And and I was, and I, and I've never done this, but I, I said, you know, I don't ever want to be somebody that interviews someone just to have something on the roster, just to have something up and coming. And that's kind of why for season three. I took a little break because my, my business blew up and got really busy and I just didn't have time to really be thoughtful about who I wanted, like what I wanted the season to look like. I really wanted to sit down and be like, okay, is it better to just have all really good episodes or is it better to release something every other week? And I think the answer for me is I want people to know like when I've got an episode out, ooh, it's going to be good. Love it, good. and you and you'll want to listen to it, regardless of you know, my consistency. I do show up consistently on social media. That's something I've made a commitment to doing. Um, but as far as my podcast content, I don't know about you, but I have a bunch of different podcasts I subscribe to, and it's hard to keep up with everybody. Mm-hmm. So Same. I end up skipping episodes where I'm like, well, I don't this title, mm, I don't know. I can probably skip it. Um, but there's one podcast out there that I follow that's the same way that he releases an episode, you know, maybe every month or every other month or something. And oh my gosh, I know when his episodes come out like that's the first one I want to listen to because he doesn't mess around. You know, he just love it. So anyways, that was that was a hard thing to opt out of because it's like I'm supposed to be the person that does this and now that I'm having a child, I'm like I'm going to be really stingy about my time and who I give it to and I really just want, you know, high quality people. I
1: love it. Kudos to you. You're like prioritizing your energy. Yeah, I really think like a quick way to know if you're opting into something is if you use words like I should or I'm supposed to. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, those are are signs you're opting into something.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: And that's fine. But it is an invitation to like, okay, let's put on our little detective hats and see. If this is if you if you want to keep that or not, yeah, yeah oh,
0: I loved this conversation. I really hope if you're listening that um Carrie's got you to kind of maybe think about your own those areas in your own life where you have the shoulds or you have guilt or shame or any of those things. and mm-hmm. you know so you can ask yourself, well, why do I feel this way? is Is this because this is what society has taught me, or is this because I I really do feel this way or I don't know. You, I feel like you've really helped me to identify those kinds of things and I'm better off for it. So, um, yeah, if you're listening, I hope, I hope you were able to kind of glean different like tactics and tools and things you can ask yourself as you, you know, a- approach your day-to-day stuff.
1: Thank you so much, Steph. I really am so glad to have been here and I'm just really grateful for your program and everything you share because I definitely feel like it's made me feel more empowered in my health too. And so thank you.
0: Yeah. Is there anything um, you'd like to share before, before we wrap up anything I didn't ask
1: you or anything you want uh, listeners to know about? I think the biggest thing that I'm just thinking is uh, if you can feel like you're already enough the way that you are. Like you will be able to do so much more than if you feel like you're not enough and you've got to change to be enough. Like that's, I think that's really, really big. And I think we don't hear that enough. Mm. So no, you're already enough
0: the way you are. Powerful words to end on. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Um, really appreciate you and uh, your time and your wisdom and, um, listeners. If you want to get in touch with Carrie, I'll have her, her information in the show notes. You can find her on Instagram. She has coaching, um, and you can listen to her podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Steph.
0: Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button. So you don't miss out on a new episode. Also, share this with your family and friends. We could all use a little pep talk, right? Well, that's it for today. Again, I'm your host, Stephanie Center. And uh, all right, everyone, go back out in the world and be well and be kind. Bye now.